Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. State of the art Japanese animation. Hi, folks, and welcome back to the Otaku Host Club. This is Jeff, and I am joined by no one. That's because this is a very special live recording from our Otakon panel. That's right, folks, you're going to get a little taste of what it was like to be in the audience of our most iconic anime characters panel. We will also be uploading this video uh, to YouTube at some point. So stay tuned to that. And without further delay, enjoy the show. Okay. Is this our microphone? What's up, Sean? Yo, Sean! You what? Auto lock never. Okay, so we'll go ahead and get started. So we are the Otaku Host Club podcast, and this is our first time appearing at Otakon uh, doing a panel like this. So it's very exciting for us. Uh, so I'm Dan. I have with me Amelia. Hey, hey. I got with me Jeff. Hello. And we're going to be talking about iconic anime characters and uh, discussing what it actually means to be popular, what it means to be an icon, and how do characters get to that point. Has everyone gotten a survey? Taken a survey? Well, we're going to be doing results throughout the um, panel for the audience members. Yeah, so in, you know, as we all know, in the community, we talk a lot about how anime is becoming more popular. It's gaining mainstream recognition. You know, my coworkers are talking about how they watched how I got reincarnated in, uh, in slime, whatever that show is. I haven't yeah, watched in it. In slime, in slime, it's definitely. Yeah, they came back, they were surrounded by slime. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> slime Very slimy. <laughs> yeah, clearly that's not one that I've seen. But even the fact that my coworkers at my federal government job are talking about this is indicative that, you know, anime is on the rise uh, but what does it really mean to be popular right is that just an issue of sales that more people are buying this stuff is it an issue of accessibility uh, that anime is more common uh, throughout our daily lives you know, how does that translate uh, into our own daily lives is it that everybody knows this stuff or is it just that everyone recognizes certain key characters you have a little bit of experience with Cardcaptor Sakura with that. Yeah, so I always get recognized for my Cardcaptor Sakura keychain that I wanted on round one arcade. I got all of them. Um, but like people young and old always stop me. And there's uh, this little girl at Joanne's when I was um, making cosplay, uh, when I was getting cosplay supplies. And she was like, oh my gosh, I love your Cardcaptor Sakura keychain. And I was like, girl, I don't even think you were alive when Cardcaptor Sakura was airing. But 
Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, as we know, to be iconic is to be a representative symbol, to be worthy of adoration. But uh, what does it mean? You know, how do, how do we create icons? Is it just a matter of popularity? And I, I was especially curious how meme culture played into this. Could something become popular purely on the power of memes and the power of internet culture, disregarding its context in the, uh, in the actual show? And we'll see a little bit of that, uh, see a little bit of whether that actually works or not as we discuss our results. Um, so our first attempt at uh, talking about this topic was actually on our podcast. The three of us each did some kind of informal surveys and polls, uh, and then we discussed the results on our podcast. And we, we found some kind of interesting things. You know, obviously, in retrospect, it's obvious, but Goku from Dragon Ball Z was basically near universally recognized mm -hmm. among all the people that we talked to. Um, Totoro and, and Naruto also on par with that, but a little bit lower. Luffy and Tanjiro scored even lower than that. People without a specific interest in anime didn't really recognize these characters. But we were really uh, surprised that Akutsuki, the Akutsuki design from Naruto, just the red clouds, uh, scored similarly to Naruto himself, that people recognized even just the garb of, Akuts of the Akutsuki as much as the characters. Mm -hmm. Want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, as far as uh, my experience with uh, just like being in public and people, I'm wearing a shirt right now, right? Uh, Tanjiro. And like walking down the street and someone saying, Tanjiro, and like yelling out the car window. Has anyone experienced that? Whether they're wearing an anime shirt and Me. someone just acknowledges it. Feels good, right? But usually those shows are uh, more well known. Um, not quite as well known as Astro Boy <laughs> or Lupin, for example. Um, but yeah, um, Darling and the Franks, known for its being bad. <laughs> Darling and the Franks shirt, right there. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. But she's so she's iconic in a lot of ways, right? Is it just character design too? Like we we want to know if it's not only like the writing of the show or the popularity of the show, but like is the characters like design just like so iconic that it's just instantly recognizable? Yeah, and we also found that it didn't really matter if a character was the main character or not. For example, we found that in Hunter x Hunter, the Phantom Troop scored equally well as Gon and Kilua, despite not being the main characters. They're not even in half the episodes <laughs> of Hunter x Hunter. Mm -hmm. uh, but people love a good antagonist. And yeah, as we... Uh, prepared for this uh, panel, we kind of took our survey beyond just our immediate friend group, uh, and we, we asked, each of us asked 100 random people, um, whether it's from the gym, from the video game arcade, our family, our friends, our friends' families, our coworkers, bandmates, we asked a wide range of people if they recognize any of these different sets of characters. Um, and yeah, we're gonna see if, uh, yeah, just just how does one get to the point of iconicness, the point of popularity? So we kind of went decade by decade, and each of us chose characters that we thought had a good chance of being iconic. Mm -hmm. So in the 70s, these were the three characters we were asking people about. And a lot of you have participated in our survey and in the room. Yes, so right now we're getting 31% recognizability for Lupin. Uh, 36, I'm sorry, 38% for Doraemon, and 35% for Gundam, which is the RX-78. Uh, he is 
a character in its own right, I believe. Or it's they. Yeah, so Gundam, Gundam was my choice for iconic characters uh, from the 70s because Gundam is real and it's stationed in Yokohama. If you didn't know that, there's a life-size Gundam in it Yokohama, moves. Japan. It and it is the responsibility of all spacefaring people to destroy this Gundam and free Xeon. Um, that's what I think. <laughs> and I chose Doraemon because uh, I, when I went to Japan, uh, this character was on everything from kids' snacks to candy to uh, like notebooks and street signs. Um, and it's kind of cool mm -hmm. to see what characters are more iconic over in the States versus in the country that they're made in. Um, and I thought Doraemon was was the most recognizable character that I saw when I was over there. Yeah, but I'm, I'm curious to see how Doraemon fares because Doraemon isn't as well distributed in the U.S., right? Yeah, but his franchise is like, has spanned from the 70s up until even last right. year there was a 3D animated movie that released. Okay. Yeah. And Jeff's choice was Lupin. Yes, he's one of my favorite characters. Um, I don't know if anyone's been down in the dealer's room yet. I assume everyone has. And there is a life-size Fiat. It's full. It's a skill model. Yeah. No deal. Yeah, if you really want to be like Lupin, you should steal it and drive it out. Hang on, Maj. Yeah, he's, he's just has longevity. He's been around for more than 50 years. and Yeah, so Doraemon and Lupin both are characters that are from the 70s who have had series that lasted yeah. this long. Yeah, but also Gundam. And it's interesting, as I asked people about Gundam, uh, almost as many people asked if that was actually Voltron. Which I was like, really? You recognize Voltron, but not Gundam. Very strange to me. Uh, and a lot of people asked if it was Transformers, which is not correct, but I can understand. <laughs> Giant robot, kind of synonymous with Transformers, depending on where you're at. Mm -hmm. uh, but even if people don't recognize the Gundam, you know, there's still... Uh, uh, Gundam is its own world. It's real, you know. There's fifty thousand Gundams. You know, in my mind, if you see a giant robot, that is synonymous with with Gundam, regardless of whether it's actually Gundam or not. Okay, but this is this is what we found, you know. So when we actually asked a hundred people if they recognized any of these characters, only thirty eight people recognized Doraemon. Mm -mm -mm. Most people, when I asked, they, um, I, I started the quiz off with a hard mode, and I prefaced that it was hard mode because I kind of figured that Doraemon wasn't going to be as easily recognizable from like my circle and like my friend group because uh, I do watch a lot of seasonal anime and kind of like the newer anime. Um, but uh, most people didn't get it, and the people that did recognize Doraemon um, were people that have only watched older anime, so they only knew like the first couple characters that I asked. They didn't know anything past like the 90s. And we have 38 people who recognize uh, Doraemon in the audience right now. Is the, right. literally the same 38 people we asked. <laughs> All right, Lupin scored a little bit better. Lupin came in with 57%. Most people recognized who Lupin was, which I personally found surprising. I don't think of Lupin as being all that particularly huge, but uh, Jeff, what was your experience well, with I that? Disagree. Yeah, apparently the people yeah, disagree with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we can, you know, there's, there's tons of characters to choose from. There's Harlock. Um, there's... Uh, Joe. Joe, absolutely. Ashita and Joe. Um, does anyone watch that series? Anybody? Boxing? Hey! Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, but yeah, there's, the hard part about this was just choosing the right characters and having one selection for each decade. Very hard. 
Well, I feel like Lupin's probably a little bit more recognizable now since Netflix picked up a series. Yeah, Nef- Netflix has a live action Lupin. A live action Lupin. Yeah. Is, that, is that what they're promoting downstairs? Is that? No, no. This is oh. this. That Lupin is a live action adaptation of uh, novels. Oh. Like a new take, a new take on the original Lupin. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Season two. Six. Six out. episodes. It just came out on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna go back to my hotel room and watch it. Okay. See you guys. Bye. Bye. All right, so I thought for sure that Gundam was going to trounce everybody in this, but Gundam did not. Gundam came in lower than Lupin. Only 46% of people recognized Gundam. Uh, And that that was very surprising to me because I think of Gundam as being this huge... Uh, as as, uh, someone has called it on the internet it's the Star Wars of Japan right? (laughs) it is a huge cultural force in other parts of the world but that just did not trickle effectively into the US even though you know Toonami was airing Gundam Wing were they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Gundam, well, Adult Swim, yeah. I didn't see it on Tsunami, but you know, that's... Gundam really Wing. Yeah. I'm, I have not seen any Gundam series except for Iron-Blooded Orphans, and that's only recently for our podcast we did a review. Um, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a huge crush on Hero Yui. Both yeah. of these are Gundam boys over here, so... I recently, yeah, so that was that was my big project in 2020. Yeah. 2020 was my year of the Gundam. I watched the entire Gundam franchise uh, in one calendar year. Um, so now I am a Gundam guy. That's why I know Gundam is real. <laughs> All right, so that's how the 70s fared. Uh, we will move on to the 80s. So, Amelia. Yes, Arle. Everybody, does anybody know Arle? Yes. All right, that's what I'm looking for because I don't know why, but when I was asking people, they didn't know her. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if like Arle um, translates uh, because uh, it's a character designed by Akira Toriyama. Um, and, you know, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's the anime before um, Dragon Ball. So, I mean, he's an iconic creator, so I figured his uh, his character before that might be just as iconic, but we'll see. And Jeff was asking people about Canada. Yes. In in what? In Dragon, in Dragon Ball. Ball. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not as big as a fan, huh? So that's that's the big joke, right? If you see if you see Arlo, oh yeah, it's that character from Dragon Ball. Yeah, she rides on the Nimbus. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Kaneda, you've, you've probably seen him sliding across on his motorcycle, and it's been duplicated over and over again, even in The Simpsons um, and other uh, popular cartoons in America. So I think he and streetwear. Has... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yep. Supreme, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, I think Akira certainly has a big crossover uh, appeal, right? Like not only for anime people, but even people just into movies in general, from my experience, would say that's their token anime movie, as I'm sure we can all relate to. That everyone everyone into movies has a token anime movie they're into. Like, oh, yeah, I, I'm not really an anime guy, but I like Akira. You know, but, oh, but I like Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. You're an anime guy, so. <laughs> Uh, so my my uh, choice, you know, my my pick for iconicness was Totoro. I'm a big Totoro guy. I got the Totoro bath towel, Totoro toilet seat cover, Totoro cuckoo clock, you know, all sorts of Totoro uh, like stationery and and desk stuff, things, yeah, you know? stuffed animals, the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, Totoro not only has his own movie uh, that's distributed both by Disney and by Troma. Uh, but he's on, he's part of the Studio Ghibli logo. People would see Totoro on every Studio Ghibli movie, you know, if they're watching from start to finish. Is it really? 
Distributed by Troma? Yeah, so yeah, My Neighbor Totoro was originally uh, licensed and distributed in the U.S. by Troma that's Films. That's crazy. I know. That's, that's wild, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's a cool anime factoid right there. Before Disney got hip to it, the real ones knew what was up. That's yes. the antithesis of uh, Disney, Troma. <laughs> yeah, so it shows the broad spectrum of, appe of appeal, you know, of My Neighbor Totoro. So what did, what did the people in the room say? Uh, the survey says... Kaneda gets 43 votes, uh, Totoro gets 56 votes, and RLA 36. Oh, and the 30s again with my character. Yeah, well, that's She's so cute. That's though. what we found when we asked 100 people. 37% <clears throat> recognized RLA. It's a shame. She's so cute. Yeah, but Akira did a lot, or uh, Kaneda did a lot better. 57%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Most when I was people, asking people, it was like, if they didn't know his name, they knew Akira instantly. Yeah, a lot of people would just say, oh yeah, that's Akira, mm -hmm. or someone said that was Tetsuo. That's close enough, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, but the, the one that really uh, wiped the floor with everyone oh. was Totoro coming oh. up in 72. Yeah. Yeah, so we will move on to the 90s. And the 90s, in our opinion, kind of has the the broadest range of iconic characters. And, we really and couldn't decide. Characters. So there was a lot of characters for the 90s that we were asking people about. Yeah, you were asking people about Usagi. Yes. Um, every single person that I asked knew who Sailor Moon was. If they didn't know her name, they knew that she was Sailor Moon. <laughs> Yeah, as you say, for a lot of people, Sailor Moon was their first anime yeah, show. It, yeah, Usagi was probably the, their first introduction into Magical Girls and that genre, um, whereas like my introduction into Magical Girls was Cardcaptor Sakura. Um, and that's what I think of as like the OG Magical Girl, but apparently everyone else thinks it's Usagi, which like, okay, yeah, I get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, true, Spike, um, yeah, Spike is, uh, speaking of Netflix, he's going to be... Hello is going to have an adaption on Netflix. I mean, so, wait, they've been saying that. I feel like they say that every couple of years, you know, for the it's last official. decade. It's, it's, it's coming. In production and Soon. It's coming out. So I think that... I don't like that. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop does not need a live action adaptation. <laughs> Absolutely not. Ghost in the Shell either? No. Yes. These are stories that you can't tell with no, real people. No, the Ghost in the Shell live action was good, okay? Oh. Mm. Anyone disagree? Mm. It was good. It was so good. <laughs> there was. That is true. There's the This uh, is North Star live action. Well, there yeah, was Bat 2045. Battle Angel Alita live action movie I thought was splendid. Yes. Yeah, absolutely great. Yeah, I see some thumbs up. It's mm -hmm. true. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was asking people about Rei Ayanami. I'm literally wearing her shirt right now. I figure that, that's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, yeah, it's everybody is emotionally uh, emotionally distanced sweetheart, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also asked about two other characters. We asked about Sakura. Yes. So, yes. I love her so much. She's so cute. And then uh, a couple, I think it was 2018, um, they had, uh, they aired Clear Card Hen, which is like the second adaptation that, ad that adapts the rest of the manga or the rest of the story. Um, and it starts from exactly where they left off in the 90s, which I thought was amazing. Um, uh, Sakura and Shaoran get back together. And, you know, it's just the cutest thing. And, you know, she fights, fights demons in her town. And I just feel like she is a very iconic person to me. 
And we talked to, yeah, we asked people about Goku, you know, Goku from Fox Network Saturday morning cartoons, which is my first experience mm -hmm. with Dragon Ball Z, uh, all the way to Adult Swim, to Crunchyroll, from Hot Topic, to High Fashion, to Streetwear, Dragon Ball is everywhere. Everywhere. And we found, yeah, that was what we found when we did our uh, kind of smaller survey for our, pod our podcast, that just about everybody knew knew who Goku was. They would say, oh, that's the guy from Dragon Ball, right? I've seen that before. My brothers watched that, whatever. My uh, grandma got me a, um, a hoodie from Zoomies, which, like, she has no idea what it is, but she knew that that's something that I might like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did, uh, how did people in the room respond to this? Okay, so uh, Carcaptor Sakura got 45 votes. Okay. Um, uh, Solar Moon, 64. Okay. Spike, 59, Goku was 66, and Ray was 52. Okay. Okay. So wait, who was, who was number one? Highest there? percentage uh, right now is Goku. Yeah. Followed Goku. shortly by Usagi. Right, okay. And that, that's pretty much what we found, too. We found Usagi did quite well for herself. Mm -hmm. uh, almost three out of four people we talked to recognized uh, Usagi from Sailor Moon. Made me feel bad because I have not seen Sailor Moon before, actually. So I've only I'm... seen the first couple episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. This is news to us. Yeah, I figured you would have watched it. <laughs> no word. Right, because you're, card you couldn't you couldn't cheat saying. on you couldn't cheat on Sakura. I couldn't. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So clearly, Sailor Moon holds a lot of cultural weight for people. People recognize uh, the girl from Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. People pretty much recognize Spike from Cowboy Bebop as well mm -hmm. to the same degree. You know, seventy-two percent of people recognize Spike. Uh, I found that kind of surprising personally because I don't think of Cowboy Bebop as having the same level of crossover appeal. You know, it's not like it's not like Cowboy Bebop is something that you're watching as a little kid that has feelings of nostalgia attached to it. You know, I, my first experience with Cowboy Bebop was watching it on the Adult Swim anime block on Saturday nights. See somebody in the back nodding their head. Yeah, yes. that's right. Dan I used would to rush home from his outings. True. Yeah, I've talked about that on the <laughs> podcast. That, yeah, when I was in college, every Saturday night, gotta make be sure I'm back by midnight so I can watch all the anime on Adult Swim. <laughs> Yeah, um, but people, yeah, people really recognized Spike. I thought Ray Ayanami was going to do real good because Neon Genesis Evangelion just got picked up by Netflix. Mm -hmm. It's in the news. The new movie's coming out on Amazon next week. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the new, uh, and I've been, yeah, I really wanted to uh, see a theatrical release for Rebuild 4.0. I'm, I'm disappointed that that doesn't seem to be happening. Um, you but, were going to travel to Japan to see it. Uh, yeah, that was my plan because by coincidence, I saw the first two Rebuild movies in theaters in Japan. I missed the third one and I felt kind of bad about it. So I, I made up my mind with the fourth one coming out. I was like, man, I would fly back to Japan just to see this in theaters because it, it, it's important to me. Um, but apparently it is not as important to other people because <laughs> Rei Ayanami did not score that well. Only 41% recognized Rei Ayanami. Uh, actually, Sakura did a lot better. Yes, Sakura finally. came in forty-seven percent. Yeah, <laughs> so people generally recognize Cardcaptor Sakura. But uh, was was Cardcaptor Sakura shown on TV anywhere in the U.S.? You know, yeah. I don't. It was on the um, Toonami Toonami block. It was on the Toonami block. Yeah. 
Kids WB too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So okay, maybe it wasn't Fox cartoons. That was WB cartoons that had yeah Dragon Ball Z, Car Captor Sakura, Ronin Warriors. Yeah, I used to wake up and my dad's here. Because he's the best dad. He's so supportive. Yes, hey he remembers that I used to wake up when I was in elementary school. I'd wake up at like 5.30 in the mornings on Saturday so I could catch uh, Techno Man and then just watch anime and cartoons straight up until noon when wrestling came on. You would let him do that till noon? Mm. Man. Yep. Yep. Give the man applause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then go... Goku came up with 80%. Uh, that was our highest scoring character. Yep. And yeah, kind of the same as we found in our podcast survey. Goku is truly one of the icons of, character of anime in the U.S. People across the board tend to recognize who Goku is. All right, so we'll move on to the 2000s. Ooh, early oddies. Let's go. Yeah, and I was, I was kind of curious to see if, if as we uh, went through the decades, if there would be more recognizability for more recent characters. Well, this you is know. a weird time in general, so. The 2000s. <laughs> Especially for anime. For the 2000s, you think yeah. so? I mean, we were, we, well, I was torrenting things like green, green, and like weird stuff. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Maybe, and, and maybe the 2000s is when we start to see that change and we've we've talked about this on our podcast the kind of change um you know when you're into anime you know in the 90s in the 80s there, there's certain like cultural flashpoints cultural uh hegemons, you know like uh, everyone has seen cowboy bebop everyone's seen evangelion everyone's seen trigon because there's a, a limit of availability mm -hmm. you know if you're into this kind of stuff that's what you have access to so everyone sees it everyone bonds it over it by the 2000s we start to see anime moving into the world of streaming into the world of simulcast it gets a lot more distributed then suddenly there's there's a a focus you know, now that everything is available and it's available quicker, there's more of a focus on currently airing shows. You know, now most of my friends are watching, you know, the latest seasonals me, and they're all- that's me, I'm yeah. your friend, I do that. Exactly, yep. you know, everyone's watching the latest and the greatest TV shows mm -hmm. and I have never done that. I watched Vinland Saga as it was coming out, but for the most part, I'm always a couple years behind everyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just how you watch anime. It's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm watching a Shida no Joe right now, so I'm I'm like yeah. way behind. Yeah. yeah. But thanks, uh, you know, she you got me to watch a seasonal yeah. run, and it was very uh, taxing. Yes, seasonal anime is no joke. Um, yes. <laughs> burnout is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Amelia, your your selection of iconic characters of the 2000s was Chihiro. Yeah, because Chihiro. Uh, for the longest time. Um, Spirited Away was the highest grossing anime movie of all time. Yeah, I, I think Chihiro's results are going to speak a lot to the popularity of Studio Ghibli. Uh -huh. right? And Totoro as well. Well, yeah, but I, I kind of feel like Totoro is, is like the gimme, you know, because Totoro also has such a unique character design. Mm -hmm. People yeah. would recognize Totoro just, just from the silhouette, mm -hmm. past the silhouette test, mm -hmm. as, as Jeff has, has talked about before. But uh, Chihiro, in, in some ways, could be the, the any anime girl. If you look at her character design, mm -hmm. there's nothing about her that really stands out per se mm -hmm. but studio ghibli is so big distributed by disney mm -hmm. you know you can go to target and buy this movie yes so maybe people will recognize this my character. mom has this movie yeah yeah i have a fox version of this an awful dub and uh don't recommend anything beyond what was coming out they have this what these uh still box sets now right on blu-ray um 
get them while they're, while they're still available, I guess. Yeah, and Jeff, Jeff, you were asking people about how do we heat? Yeah, how do we For me, symbolizes a time um, where there was a transition between, you know, downloading pan subs and starting to get in streaming. Um, and I remember specifically thinking uh, after this, like mo uh, more Moe style characters, more Moe style anime was being produced. Um, well, the, uh, the 2000s is when all of the eyes got extremely big. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there were a lot of, um, a lot of candy shops yep. happening in uh, anime. Mm -hmm. And if that's your thing, yeah, and so on our podcast, we talk a lot about anime theme music, and that was something that we came up, that, that we discussed as well as the idea that by the, you know, in the in the 80s and the 90s, when you listen to anime OPs, you can kind of judge the the emotional timber and, and the genre of the show based on what the OP is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And by the 2000s, everything's like, you know, high-pitched, you know, voices of women singing. Yeah, and doing dances together in movements. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Haru, Haruhi's anime had um, coined the iconic Harakara Yukai dance, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was asking people about Naruto. Uh, Naruto, of course, we know is so popular as a TV show, but also even if you just watch the news, you can see people doing his run as they invade Area 51. And that so actually I'm, happened, guys. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, Naruto is when we start to wonder, you know, does does meme culture play a role in, in fueling popularity and fueling iconicness? You know, my best friend Eric is a guy that would say, I don't like anime. I don't watch anime. I don't, I don't care about that stuff. That's for nerds. He does the Naruto run and thinks it's real funny. <laughs> You know, he's like, oh, see, I'll do the run. See, I'll do the run. He's never seen Naruto. He couldn't. He doesn't even know it's the Naruto run. He just knows that it's, it's funny because it's a meme. <laughs> yeah. And then we also asked people about Luffy. We debated uh, on this uh, this character for a while when we were trying to think of uh, characters from the nine from the two thousands, uh, and we felt like it would do the panel disservice to not ask about Luffy because it's the third highest grossing comic franchise ever. I love to just bring that up all the time you know it's like it goes uh superman number one batman number two one piece number three yeah. one piece beat batman there now up to number two yeah Dude, we're living in the past up here man i'm sorry i'm, I'm behind <laughs> the times yeah i mean one piece is so big but also one piece you know as we think about whether i mean certainly luffy is iconic in many places in the world but as we think about where is one piece really popular i think a lot of times uh we think of america is not one piece land in the same way that you know if you go to japan if you go to places in south america uh one piece is just so spectacularly huge in these places certainly part of that is because when one piece first came to the u.s it was distributed by four kids and given that horrendous dub you know, it was localized, so Sanji's not smoking a cigarette, he's got a lollipop, and mm -hmm. everyone's getting shot with the little um, red plungers instead of real bullets. Uh, so I think that, you know, maybe that has an effect on, you know, the, the kind of popularity of One Piece, the recognizability of One Piece. You know, people look at one episode of One Piece on TV and they're like, oh, clearly this is for little kids, so I, I'm not going to watch this, and it doesn't really sink in. So what we found when we asked people about this is that Chihiro scored quite well. 64% of people recognized Chihiro. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have 63 votes in for her. Really? Uh, yeah. 
uh, you know, as we've been going through this, it's kind of interesting how the, you know, the, the kind of score that we get from everyone that's kind enough to participate on their cell phone is uh, relatively similar. close mm -hmm. to what we found with our, you know, polling as well. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, how did the other characters score? Um, so we have uh, 47 for Haruhi, um, Naruto had 65, and Luffy had 66. Ooh, Luffy okay. had 66, okay. Right. So Haruhi came in at 48% when we were asking people. Mm -hmm. uh, I was surprised that that was so high. Me too. Oh, well, I was actually surprised that it was not lower. Yeah, uh, so did, did uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious, was there, did people just recognize that this is an anime girl in a generic way, or did people really say, oh, this is Haruhi? Well, I think there's confusion, and I think it depends <laughs> on uh, who you ask. If you ask the, uh, the man on the street, the brother on the street, have you seen this character? Yeah, you might confuse it with someone else. Um, but uh, the schoolgirl outfit is iconic in, it, in and of itself. Yeah, that's a good point too, right? So is well known. I mean, there's a million characters with, with that uh, outfit on. Um, but the pink tie, the hair ties, is what sells it for me. And the armband. And the armband. Yeah, the armband. yeah, yeah. Of be part of the SOS brigade. Yeah, you know, the schoolgirl outfit is a really good point. You know, when we think of uh, the Akutsuki and their outfit being iconic, being relatively well, as well known as the characters, mm -hmm. certainly the, yeah, at this point, Japanese school, school kid outfits, you know, boys' outfits and girls' outfits, you know, they're much, I mean, I guess, all anime shows dealing with high school have people wearing these same outfits, so that becomes a little bit iconic in its own way. Mm -hmm. You know, the trope of the Japanese schoolgirl. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Naruto came in at fifty percent. About so half the people recognize Naruto. Yeah, I thought that was a little low too. Yeah, I almost wonder if I just did the run. You know, with yeah. that <laughs> score higher. <laughs> and Luffy only came in at fifty-five percent. Uh, so that was a little bit lower than I was expecting. But very disappointing for you, Han Dan. Yeah, yeah, but I was I was more disappointed in Ray I and Ami personally because uh, I thought for sure that with with Evangelion hitting Netflix, you know, and it hit Netflix relatively recently, so it's got the boom. It should it should be getting you know Ray I and Ami should be getting points from being a you know relatively legendary okay. fan favorite critical acclaim well, franchise maybe the itself. Fan favorite but isn't really Ray I and Ami. Maybe it's Oscar Langley. That's yeah. fucked up. Oh, wait, I, can I curse and hear it? That's not right. Yeah. Yeah. Oscar I'm just saying. You think, you think Oscar would go Asuka, higher? I think Oscar would go Well, Oscar's everybody's Sunday. Uh, maybe maybe this is just my personality, man. I'm a, I'm a Ray guy through and through. Oscar's not nice. She's, she's very rude. Oscar? You guys are blowing my. You guys are blowing my mind. All right, I asked about the wrong person. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I know. Yeah. 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 True. True enough. Yeah. So. Yeah, Luffy did not score nearly as well as I thought he would. I think that speaks to the idea that One Piece's popularity is is bigger outside the U.S. than within the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I think it is the way that 
uh, Wow, yeah, Naruto and Goku, you know, Dragon Ball Z. A lot of these shows are put onto Toonami. Um, and Adult Swim, One Piece was not distributed to quite the same degree, and it suffered a lot from that, uh, from getting the four kids treatment early on. I actually, I actually read a, a really interesting anecdote about that: that the way four kids picked up One Piece was completely by accident. That they were trying to get the contract set up for uh, Shaman King. And their Japanese licensor said, oh, you know, we really want to push One Piece, you know, because it's so big in Japan. We won't give you Shaman King unless you take One Piece as well. And the four kids people had never heard of One Piece at the time. We're like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, we just want Shaman King. Just give us One Piece too. Then they looked at One Piece and were like, oh my God, this is so violent and so like adult. Like this is not four kids. Like what are we supposed to do with this? That's why they gave it this, you know, really uh, intense localization treatment and mm. tone it down so much. So I think, yeah, it's a shame that that was One Piece's introdu introduction uh, to the American market. I think if One Piece had come in kind of being shown in tandem with Dragon Ball on Adult Swim and been given kind of its full, uh, you know, all the violence and kind of adult theme that's in that show, I think it would have done a lot better for the franchise. I think Luffy would have been more up in the 70s, you know, if, if it had had been distributed in that way. Well, I think that was Naruto as well. Like, I didn't watch the Naruto dub. I actually, my introduction to Naruto, that was my first anime, and I used to torrent that from Horrible Subs fan site. And oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I watched it in, in sub, obviously, um, but I feel like a lot of people's introduction to Naruto was the dub version, which I think is completely a totally different show, and it's way more, like, dumbed down for children. Right, right, right. Yeah, this is true. Okay, so we'll move on to the 2010s. Uh, you were asking people about Tanjiro. Yes, I mean, Demon Slayer is my personal favorite franchise right now. Um, we went and saw Mugen Train in theaters, and uh, we were literally not even five seconds out of our hotel room before we saw a group of uh, Demon Slayer cosplayers. We're at a con, you can't go like two steps without seeing them. I yeah. wish there was somebody in this room to prove my point, but... <laughs> oh yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, no Demon Slayer cosplayers in here, so therefore mm -hmm. Demon Slayer is not actually all that iconic. Um, it is that? super mm -hmm. iconic. Okay, yeah, Mugen Train, now the highest grossing anime film of exactly. all time. I'll tell you, so when I, when I, I saw Mugen Train in theaters, it was showing on two theaters, uh, two screens simultaneously. What? And because of, because of coronavirus, you know, they had each theater at like 50% occupancy or whatever, so they had kind of assigned seats. But because it was showing on two screens simultaneously, people would go to the wrong screen and then sit in their assigned seat. So it would be like blocking someone else's seat. And it was just a huge mess. Yeah. Uh, we did an episode on this on our podcast, um, and there was lots of weeping and Dan not <laughs> yeah take time into it. Yeah, but you know, each person <laughs> reacts differently to media. Mm -hmm. Well, and with our with our next character, Deku, we went and saw two heroes in theaters. It's true, and there were yeah. so many fangirls in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of little kids. Yeah. Yeah. Every time any um, Todoroki came on screen, everybody was screaming in the theater. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, Jeff, you were asking people about Deku. Yeah, Deku. Um, so Marvel, yeah, like the proliferation of Marvel and all these different DC uh, movie comic book movies coming out. It just makes sense that Deku would be popular in the, in the 2000s, um, as the 2010s. Um, he, as far as his design goes, I mean, he, he stands out, I guess, the, the green hair and more green, 
Tanjiro sitting next to him. Green, green, green. green. Uh, we see a, a trend. Um, but with the TV show on Toonami, it makes sense. Yeah. It just has the same mass appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll I'll tell you, you know, my uh, my best friend Jenny has a, a young young boy, uh, Owen, who's a kindergarten age right now, and I've I've been asking Jenny for like a year or two, like, do you think Owen's old enough to watch anime yet? Do you think I can we can sit down and watch anime together and you know can bond a little bit? So we we watched an episode of um, My Hero Academia together, and he was not impressed. He was <laughs> he was. Clearly very bored, but but sat through it. You know, we sat through it, me, Jenny, and and Owen. Um, and then when the episode was over, he was like, Mr. Dan, as he calls me, he's like, Mr. Dan, can we watch an episode of my show now? And I was like, yeah, of course, man, put it on. And he put on one of these, like, 3D animated kids shows with talking cars, and then they discuss numbers and counting on the on the screen. And I was like, man, we're... We're in different places. Huh? <laughs> I was when I was a little kid. I, I just wanted action cartoons, man. I was not interested in like uh, Sesame Street as much. That's how I remember it, Dad. Um, but yeah, I just I just wanted to watch yeah big muscly guys beating each other up and yeah any action cartoon I could get my hands on. I kind of still feel like you like watching shows like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. I was thinking about that because I was watching Kuroko's basketball, mm-hmm. and about halfway through the show, I thought, yeah, this is not actually that great a show. But all I really need are people yelling about their fighting spirit and how they'll never be defeated, and, and that's enough. You know, that's all I really need in anime. Mm-hmm. So I was asking people about D. Uh, Dio, I thought, maybe iconic because people love a good antagonist. We saw that in our um, podcast version of this, mm-hmm. where people you know, recognized Akatsuki, recognized Phantom Troop almost as much as the main characters. I thought Dio, probably more iconic than any individual JoJo. And Dio is also kind of the king of memes, right? He's an internet celebrity. His memes are popular enough that Hot Topic makes shirts that are just the memes on the sh- on a shirt. Oh my! So I, I thought, okay, now we will really see this current meme culture fueling popularity and and recognizability. Is it enough to become an icon based just on memes? Um, so how did how did people in the room respond to this? All right. So Deku uh, was at thirty seven percent with sixty seven votes. Dio was um, a little lower, uh, 46 votes at 25%, and Tanjiro was uh, 35%, okay. 62 votes. So wait, wait, which one had the highest one? So right now we have Deku. Deku. Okay. Deku is the highest one. Yeah. So okay. we're going to see how that uh, how that fared in comparison to us. You know, Tanjiro came in at 60%. Mm-hmm. He did more than half the people we talked to recognized Tanjiro. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that speaks pretty well to kind of to be more more recent uh, can can help boost your scores with this. Yeah, I think so. As well. I think so too. Plus, the people that I was asking, you know, a lot of them had Demon Slayer shirts. I asked people at Hot Topic uh, who were looking through the Demon Slayer shirts, so it was kind of like a no brainer for like the demographic that I asked. But uh, Demon Slayer has made such a mark on anime like in the past like three years, especially with like manga sales. Uh, the manga's totally completed, and yet it still is like breaking records. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deku scored very, very well. Seventy-one percent of people recognize Deku. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to speak to your experience asking people about Deku? Um, well, I did a lot of my surveying on uh, Reddit in the polling. 
uh, asking people at work. Most of the people at work knew who, who, who he was. Um, well, you got one of our coworkers into watching My Hero. Yes, I talked. To, I talked <laughs> you pestered her. <laughs> you pestered her enough to watch anime. <laughs> yeah, but by asking people at work um, uh, and just people in general, did what they reply to is different based on where they um, have grown up. Uh, so in South America, Latin America, you may might have a totally different uh, viewpoint on what is popular based on what's screening and what is showing uh, on TV. Um, I, know for, I know for sure that Saint Seiya is much more popular outside the US. Mm-hmm. And I think they've definitely been shown properly on TV it would have uh, a wider audience. And Dio comes in last. Only 21% of people recognize Dio. I think he's the lowest in our entire survey. He was the lowest <laughs> in our entire survey. I was really shocked by this. And I will say that of the 21% of people that recognize Dio, a lot of those people did say, oh, I don't know who that is, but I recognize the memes. Like, I know this guy from memes. Mm. Even if they hadn't actually watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. You know, I thought that JoJo's was going to do a lot better because it's currently airing, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, uh, you know, part, uh, part six just got announced recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I think Dio may be more known in, in the anime community, but has not yet gotten to a point where they move beyond that, where they transcend the anime-only community into a broader sense of, of mainstream recognition. Hmm. That's interesting because I would I because I also equate um, like Tanjiro and Dio together because I feel like more people who are in the anime community. Uh, recognize those characters more, whereas Deku, I feel like anyone who's into superheroes is going to like Deku, even if like they haven't seen the franchise or they don't know anything about the franchise. His character design just looks like he's a superhero. Mm-hmm. And superheroes are super in right now. Yeah. And showing characters that are weak uh, to start out with, they have no powers, I think that is a trend as well. Do you agree? Mm. Sort of weaker in the sense that like it makes it more relatable, you think? Yeah. So people they, buy into it more. They buy into it, or since you have One Punch Man, yeah, I wanted to add to the survey um, as well, who is the uh, you know the opposite and just just uh, dominates. I mean, yeah. Tanjiro starts off as a, like a normal person. He's just like a little boy <laughs> trying yeah, well, to make make money for his family. Who was it we were talking to that that was saying that they want was it you were watching it with Kara and and Kara was saying the breathing is too corny. With Demon Slayer? No, breathing isn't corny. <laughs> no, yeah. that was uh, Batman. Was it Batman? <laughs> was oh, it was Sean. Okay, somebody said that the breathing was bad. Huh? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Ever since I watched Demon Slayer, I think about this all the time at the gym. You know, I focus. I think a lot more about breathing and more like the sound of my breathing. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I should sound like the guy from Demon Slayer if I'm really like, you know, pumping iron. <laughs> you know, getting the breathing just right. Doesn't help at all. Mm, well, I feel more manly when I do it. So yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, the, uh, okay. the, the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I breathe a lot during my vinyasa slow. <laughs> 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 
So that that was the uh, yeah that, those were the results of our poll that we did. Uh, so yeah, what we found is that generally the characters that were the most recognized were the characters that had English dubs broadcast on cable TV, especially those that were on Toonami and Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped a lot uh, for Dragon Ball Z. You know, as we think of Goku being this you know the the most recognized character, the most iconic character. You know, for example, in two thousand one. Dragon Ball Z was pulling in ratings comparable to WWF and ESPN Sunday football coverage. You know, so Dragon Ball Z, uh, presumably as known, recognizable, and iconic as any given wrestler that's on TV. Um, but in 2002, season premiere of Dragon Ball Z was the most watched TV show for its demographics. It was beat out everything from The Simpsons to that year's uh, season of Survivor, which was, yeah, if you remember, was a big thing at the time. Um, so Dragon Ball Z did really, really well on American television, and I think that gave it the biggest boost in terms of popularity and recognizability. And that was my introduction to Dragon Ball Z as well. It was one of the first anime shows I ever watched. Is yeah, Dragon Ball Z on WB cartoons. I watched Dragon Ball on not, TV. Not on TV, TV here. But when my introduction to Dragon Ball is Dragon Ball the original before Z. I've still never seen the original one. Oh, the original's so good. Yeah, but does it have Piccolo trying to drive a car? No, it's got <laughs> cute little baby Goku, okay? <laughs> yeah. I don't like it when the people that I've seen grow up and then they have kids and then I gotta watch their kids do things, you know? Yeah, I think about this with Naruto and Boruto, right? That, oh, like, okay. By yeah. the time, by the time, you know, I, I watched I watched Naruto from start to finish. Yes, you know, I started it when I was in college. Mm-hmm. I finished it when it finished up uh, relatively recently. Mm-hmm. By the time it got done, I'm like, all right, I've been watching this show for like ten years. I'm a I'm a I'm a grown adult. I'm I my time with these people is complete. I'm not. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to get out of this. Okay. I'm not gonna watch Boruto. I'm not interested in their kids. I don't care what their kids are doing. I wasn't, I was interested, with, I wasn't interested in their kids, but I was interested to see what Sasuke looks like, you know, a couple of years older. But I'm just saying. I'll tell you, I was, I was talking to a, a Japanese friend of mine, uh, Kiyasu, and I was discussing this with him, and he was like, oh, I've been watching Boruto. And I was like, nah, I'm not watching Boruto, dude. And he was like, are you a real Naruto fan? <laughs> I was like... Kiyasu, man, that's a challenge. Maybe I do need to sit down and watch this. The honor's at stake here. There's a lot of new technology in Boruto. <laughs> oh, that, that's kind of weird. Naruto, yeah, I didn't like that angle of Naruto in general. <laughs> technology, when they have like the samurai with weird technology stuff, I don't like that. Yeah, I think I think uh, Goku is turning too many colors in my taste. I just like, I like, I like Frieza, Vegeta Saga. Good there, stuff. Yeah, I think it's just gone too far. But uh, I think there's a lot of people. Who well, they're green now, green. aren't they? With Broly, they're green. <laughs> yes, all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> So we also found that anime that had distribution outside the standard anime market did really well when we were polling people. We see that especially with Studio Ghibli when we think of why does everyone know Totoro? Why does everyone know Chihiro? It's because Studio Ghibli is getting distributed by Disney. So all the DVDs are very easily accessible. It's on uh, streaming on HBO. Uh, it's easy enough to get access to Studio Ghibli stuff. It's constantly in, in the news. It gets really big critical appraisal. Um, but Makoto Shinkai is coming up fast right behind him. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your name doing real well. Maybe we'll get to a point where the characters in your name will be as recognizable as Studio Ghibli characters. So what we found that didn't have an effect at all 
size of the franchise itself didn't really uh, seem to make a difference. Uh, we see this specifically, uh, or one specific example of this, Cowboy Bebop versus Lupin. Spike Spiegel did a lot better with just 26 episodes in one movie than Lupin did with his wide variety of TV shows, movies, and musicals spanning the last uh, 30 or 40 years. Mm-hmm. Well, and Deku, Deku has his franchise that's been um, airing for um, five seasons now. So five years of My Hero Academia. Yeah. yeah, and Demon Slayers only have, you know, the one season, 26 episodes, plus the movie. And they've scored kind of well, kind of relatively the yeah, same record. Good point. Yeah, yeah, this is true. But yeah, it's interesting that you say this. Has, has it really been five years of My Hero Academia that I still think of that as being a new show? It is but new. Yeah, I think maybe we're. Are we getting old? We are. Definitely. It's weird how age does that to you. <laughs> uh, speaking of age, we also found that age of the franchise didn't really play a role in uh, kind of our, our results. That some currently airing shows like My Hero Academia scored, scored basically the same to older classic shows like Sailor Moon. And conversely, just being fresh, just being new, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is not necessarily new, but it's TV adaptations uh, are relatively new. Yeah, the manga's um, from like the 80s, right? Yeah, but, you know, the David production, I, you know, when I think of why JoJo's Bizarre Adventure would be popular at the moment, it's because of the David Productions mm-hmm. TV adaptations, and those are relatively new. Yes. I kind of feel like everyone would know JoJo's based on the adaptations. Well, yeah, they know JoJo's, and now they're like, oh, I'm going to watch Fire Force, because David Productions would be doing some stuff. And it looks good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, just being fresh like JoJo's with its uh, more recent, more timely adaptations didn't guarantee any kind of, of uh, recognition. Same thing as for Doraemon, simply being around for a really long time uh, didn't really guarantee any recognition. You didn't gain anything just by being in the game for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so in conclusion, uh, these are who we found as the icons of anime in the U.S. And our experiences were that kind of regardless of your age, whether it was the uh, 50-something moms at my gym or our young and hip friends and coworkers, that people tended to know who Goku, Usagi, Spike Spiegel, Totoro, and Deku were. Mm-hmm. My mom has an extensive Studio Ghibli collection. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm sure she, because they're easy to find, because yeah. they're well distributed by Disney. And I, I would even say the dubs are better than the subs mm-hmm. uh, for all the Ghibli stuff, because Disney can pay to have really good voice actors. Well, and there's so many movies, it's easy to give as a gift. Well, you know, one holiday, the next holiday, you get true the enough. next one. Yeah, true enough. Mm-hmm. You just buy them already. <laughs> yeah. You have like a stock full of... Uh... You get the regular version, then you get the Blu-ray, and then you get the Steelbook limited edition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. Um, any ending thoughts for us, Jeff? Um, well, who is there anybody you think we miss? Just start. Yeah. Um, actually, to replace the last movie, we don't want to replace um, with Yumimoto, Ash Ketchum. Oh, Ash, that's the um, that's person yeah. that we didn't put on here. We had in our Pokemon pod- was a, a bit of a misstep for us. And so far as, you know, it, it's interesting that you bring up Pokemon. 
because when we did this for our podcast, you know, we uh, we had another friend of ours guest on our podcast. Our friend Christella came on and, and talked with us about this. And Christella kind of in, inspired our way of thinking about this for the panel because Christella was so cool and so gung-ho about this. She just went out to the gas station and asked random people, yes. filling up their car with gas, totally random people. Like, <laughs> yo, you ever seen, you know, Sailor Moon? You ever seen Goku? And most people were like, no, what is this? But uh, Pokemon scored the best when she did it. It was like six or seven out of ten people that she asked just just off the street recognized um, Pikachu. Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways is yeah is Pokemon the most iconic of all anime things? On the one hand, yes. On the other hand, personally, I think of Pokemon as being more cartoonish than than anime ish, and maybe this goes to. The, the kind of overarching argument that people often have, like, you know, what is what is anime? What is the difference between anime and a cartoon? If it's a cartoon made in Japan, does that make it anime? Mm-hmm. You know, can you make anime outside of Japan? Personally, I think of Pokemon reading more as a cartoon. That is why it didn't find its way into this. But Pikachu and Pokemon in general, yeah, easily up there with Goku for being iconic, recognizable. It's true. Yeah, it's true. What about Avatar? I think of Avatar as being a cartoon personally. Okay. It's a great, great cartoon. Yeah. What? Oh, the third movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think oh, as I was, another aspect that you can consider is uh, sports in anime. Uh, a lot of like athletes have been referencing anime significantly more, so much that you have like boxers referencing Rocky and Naruto. The, in the literal Olympics, you have the entire male volleyball team <laughs> playing the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I think, like, one of the Olympic lifters, like, reference Frankie Yes, yeah. I saw that. I saw. So I saw. I saw a little clip of that on the internet, where the guy, yeah, one of the Olympic lifters, came out and he did the the Frankie pose. Yeah, I was like, dude, that guy's cool, man. I want him representing America for sure. I don't know what country he was actually representing. He was U.S. Oh, okay. Great place to live. Dan, um, you didn't mention Legend of the Galactic Heroes once this uh, panel. <laughs> yeah, it was most iconic in my life. Yeah, that was an oversight. I don't think that's iconic here, but it's iconic to me. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's great that you brought up the sport, professional sports angle because that is something that I did not know anything about. Now my mind, the gears are turning in my mind. Like, man, that's something we really should have looked into. Yeah, I wonder if we if we were to look at the number, kind of like the the uh, I guess the number of different references we can find in professional sports uh, for anime. I wonder if there's anything that that ranks higher than anything else you know like is haikyuu like becoming more iconic because you know in the world of volleyball now all volleyball players are referencing haikyuu and that kind of builds popularity builds momentum for this franchise yeah i i I had a roommate briefly there was a girl that uh played volleyball and that was her only knowledge of anime was the idea like oh yeah you know i I play volleyball at a relatively high level people always talk about this show haikyuu i really want to watch it but i just never get around to it and that's the only anime thing i know yeah 
Now, personally, for me, I would have actually replaced the original Moments of Gundam because, in all honesty, I never even saw that series. Yeah, true. You know, and when we think of, you know, is Gundam all that iconic, you know, in what permeate what permeation, what version of Gundam would be more iconic than anything else? Uh, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Representing. Yeah. yeah, like in, in that way, you know, Gundam Wing was distributed on Toonami, it was uh, on Adult Swim. Uh, so the yeah is the Gundam from Gundam Wing going to be more recognizable than the original Gundam? Uh, yeah, on the one hand that could be, but on the other hand, my my personal assumption was with the original Gundam, the idea that if anybody if anybody sees something that kind of looks like a Gundam, you know, because it's, it's it's kind of a recognizable uh, character design in terms of giant robots, and I would think that if you see anything that looks close to it, you might think, oh, isn't that a Gundam? You know, because as you as you uh, mentioned, there's there's so many different versions of it, there's so many different um, you know variations. And yeah, are they just how interchangeable are they? Yeah, that's something um, that maybe we can try to, to figure out again mm -hmm. in the future if we, if yeah. we do this again. I'd like to do this uh, panel with crossover video game characters. Yeah, that's a good point too, yeah. Mm -hmm. Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah Final uh, Fantasy. Uh, Pokemon big, comes into play a lot more when we talk uh, purely in terms of video game characters, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, okay, so we are coming up at the end of our podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you. Panel podcast. <laughs> Panel, yeah. Right. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about podcast uh, because we are a podcast. Um, if you want to listen to us, this is what we normally talk like, and we are available on these different platforms. Um, and yeah, thank you very much, everyone, for coming to yeah, our panel. Thank you. Uh, thank this you for yeah, thank you for participating in our survey, and yeah, this is, uh, each of us have been coming to Otakon for a really long time. This is the first time we've ever been on kind of the other side of, of the stage, and, and yeah, that was very, very special, so yes. thank you. Thank you. Leave it up, leave it up, leave it up. I have to I'll bump the jams for a second. Thank you guys so much for listening and being here we super appreciate every single one of you that listens to our podcast every week join our discord to continue the conversation and get notified when we upload new episodes or if you just want to hang out and chat about anime the invite link should be in the description of whatever platform you're listening to this on as well as in our link tree of our instagram at otaku host club or on our website, www.otakuhostclub.com. We also have a voicemail box set up in case you want to call in, leave us a message, ask a question, talk about anime, let us know how your day is going, and we'll play it on the next episode. The number for that is 240-324-8295. And if you like our content, it would be super awesome if you went over to Apple Podcasts and left us a review. It's super helpful for us to get the word out. And if you do, we'll read it on air. And with that, we'll see you in the next episode.